Welcome to the Survivor's Guide to the Coronavirus with Nazim Hussain. And uh, James, today's a pretty exciting episode because finally we get to do what the brief what promises <laughs> the listener, which is bring on experts. Do we, do we say someone, someone said to us at the start, are you going to just have comedians? And we said no, and we have. Yeah, we just had comedians. But people, like, we've just comically been um, advising people on how to survive this, this weird stage of life. But today we have an actual medical doctor, someone who's not just a doctor. He's not just a, he's not a podiatrist, right? He's not a freaking, <laughs> not a Cairo, no disrespect. He's not a herbal m- m- medical doctor. He's the real thing. And he's talking about publicly this whole pandemic. Um, before, I'm just going to introduce you, Dr. Bjorn Sharma. And can I also say one other qualification? Yeah. You're a qualified magician. Yeah, actually board certified. Yeah. It's a full union member and everything. Are you really a union member of the magician? No. Okay, there's no union. Okay, there's no. That would imply that our workforce had any kind of sway uh, at all on matters. No, no, there's no union. So, all right, just cut straight to this. Um, can we get on the other side of this curve? Using magic. You, you look that it was that last part of the question. That's what's really thrown me off here. Uh, um, no, look, we, we can we can get onto the other side of this, and 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 we will. Um, the question is, you know, how? Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to be too negative, but you know, if we were to be uh, very precise about what's scientifically possible here, the the other better question is how many of us will make it onto the other side of the curve. Ooh. To be honest, All right. but no, but I have to. I, th- there is some really good reasons to be optimistic, um, and and I'm more concerned about how how we're going to get across, yeah, not yeah, economically, socially, culturally, yeah, you know, all those things. Okay, well, this is my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I will be wrong. And please All do right. correct him. <laughs> <laughs> Three ways, uh, one, and by one I mean a country or a people can get over this. Either you do jack shit, you know, you just let it spread. A lot of people die, but then, yeah. but then we've all been infected and gotten over it. The people that live, live, and then we're on the other side. of it. That's the quickest way across it. Or It's fast, I'll tell you that, yeah. Right. Or we do one where we sort of like, let people like we we you know we use social isolating methods to we kind of stay away from each other, but we don't completely just lock people up in their houses, and in that way we get over it over a longer period of time. We flatten the curve, but because we're still interacting, the virus still spreads. People will die less so than the first scenario I described. The mm-hmm. third scenario is where everyone just stays in their houses. No one leaves, no interaction, no one gets it. The people that have it, get it, get over it. Some people won't make it, but then the whole country doesn't have it anymore. Is that, have I described the three possible scenarios? Broadly speaking, yeah, you, you have. Um, oh, you know, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Great to talk to you, Vyom. See you, man. <laughs> All right. That's, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, as it turns out, there's a, there's a lot more details and nuance uh, to each of those options that he spoke okay. about. Right. Uh, but no, broadly speaking, that, that's pretty much all you can do, which is, you know, the, the fast and speedy option, which is this 
you know, the, the, the most insane version of herd immunity. Uh, then there's this, this other, you know, this kind of middle ground, I suppose you said, where, you know, where, where the infection spreads, uh, but at a co- rate at which we can cope. And when I say we, I mean the health system can cope with the people who are kind of getting sick. Um, and then the last one, which is, you know, just, you know, just kind of stay home and that's it and whatever, which is not really going to be super practical. But the thing is, so you know that middle of the road you're talking about, there's a lot of assumptions there that we have to make to be able to get there about, you know, can you even get immunity from this disease? We don't know that. There's a lot of things we don't know. Hmm. Okay. So I saw you post on a viral Facebook post. Uh, it's been shared a lot of times um, that Australia is in a very enviable position right now and that um, we can now ask questions of our government that other countries couldn't. Why are we in a good position right now? What's, tell us the good news. So we are one of the few countries who seem like we are flattening the curve legitimately. So the thing is, just because your case numbers are going down, it doesn't really mean much unless you're actually testing a lot so you know that, that the numbers are actually real. Um, and about a week ago, it looked like the curve was starting to flatten, but and, you know, we didn't want to get too excited. But as time has kind of gone on, we're able to put more and more trust in, in that data because there's this huge lag, right? If you go out and you know don't socially distance and are irresponsible today, you're not going to see the impacts of that for like two or three weeks. Well, time is passing and we're, we're going, hey, this is legit. We're actually starting to you know, turn this franchise around. So, um, so we are now in the position where the number of cases are growing very slowly in a very manageable way and we're testing very broadly so we have confidence that that's actually real. Very few countries are doing this right now. Wow. Okay. So um, uh, I was talking to a friend in New Zealand and she was saying that mm. um, they reckon that, that they can almost like kind of completely eliminate it from mm. their country. Is that where we are as well? Well, so this is the interesting thing, right? So New Zealand said right from the start they want to get rid of this completely and now it's we're in the excellent position of being able to ask our government the same thing, which is can we get rid of this? And, you know, it, firstly, it's quite difficult to. To go down from very few cases down to literally zero is very hard. But the bigger question is, well, once you do get rid of it completely, what happens then? That's the big question uh, because... In theory, if we just live like an island, you know, will we be right? Okay, sure. But at one point, people are going to want to travel and come back and, okay, well, do we just stick everyone in a 14-day quarantine until for the next 100 years, you know, like for all travellers? Okay, let's say we do that. But then what happens if I order, I don't know, like a new bloody microwave from, from Kogan? Like what if the, the virus gets in that way? It's all very unlikely, but it just takes one outbreak and then you, you start the whole thing again. So the concept of trying to get rid of every single case in the country, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good aim because it helps us buy it a lot more time when, when we figure out what to do with that immunity, treatments and vaccines. Mm. But it, it's, it's very unlikely to be a permanent solution by itself. But Okay, so if we eliminate everything, then some guy gets a, uh, an infected Kogan product. And then there's a bit of an outbreak. Do we just lock all those people up for 14 days? Or other online retailer, I think we should say. <laughs> yeah, that's one sponsor you're not going to get. Hey, uh, no, so, so so you're saying, say, if one person gets infected, do we lock the rest up? Yeah, yeah I, I guess you do. And so that relies- No, no, you just lock those people up. Because now we're all, we're all well rehearsed. If there's, okay, we've gotten rid of the whole thing. Someone gets it. But because we've got a new system where everyone- records on this new app, which we should probably talk about, this new app oh, yeah. where we, we, we can record on this app who we've interacted with at all times. 
So bye bye adultery. Um, so <laughs> if you've gotten infected, you can see you can you can essentially just map out who the hell's been in that circle, and then just lock see, them right. up. That's right. Yeah. So uh, let's say we got rid of it completely, and yeah, yeah. you get the, the 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 Kogan infection. Then yeah, in theory, with a good Kogan testing or regime, other <laughs> or other or other. What other? I don't. This I don't know any others. Amazon. Kogan, if you're listening. No, I'm just losing potential sponsors. <laughs> no, for no, I'm just, I'm just more up. concerned about like getting taken to court. Oh no, 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 no. No, I'm thinking that right. we like send this to Kogan and say we're happy to replace like this with Dick Smith, which I think is actually owned by the same people. This is like advertising by blackmail. Yeah, <laughs> genius. Wait, you got to make uh, cash. Yeah, go on. So, so, so the point being that. Yeah, in theory, uh, then everyone else who's infected as a result of that outbreak, if you have an excellent testing regime that allows you to capture that, well, then, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And that's exactly what we should do. So, yeah, I'm very much in favour of reducing these numbers down to zero if we can, but it still doesn't answer the question of how long do we keep this up? Because, look, here's what's actually likely to happen in the world. I, it's just not plausible that every other country in the world is going to wipe this out. It's it's more likely than not that uh, SARS-CoV-2, this virus, is going to become part of the environment, just like all the other viruses that kind of float around. So what's our end game when finally we can't contain those people who get infected by the, you know, the, that, the, that product that's shipped into the country? Um, and for that, we will need either a vaccine yep. or a, a build-up of immunity uh, in uh, amongst the public, which is you know, herd immunity. Mm. And herd immunity gets a really bad rap. It's because people have had this really idiotic approach to it, which is saying, hey, let's just get everyone infected so we get herd immunity straight away. No, no, hang on. We don't even know if after you get this infection if you're immune and for how long. Oh, so yeah, a- that's scary. So what, you're yeah. saying if you get coronavirus, you could still get it again. We, we don't know. So, for example, there's a couple of uh, case reports of people in Korea who've tested positive after testing negative. Now, we don't know if that's real mm. or what it is. But to give you an example of the, the kind of hope but also uncertainty, right, um, SARS, which is the virus that is quite similar to, uh, to COVID-19, that gives immunity for like two years, maybe a little bit more. Okay. So that's actually not bad. That could buy us a lot of time to build a vaccine. But on the other hand, the types of coronavirus that cause a common cold, you only get immunity for a few months. Yeah. You know? And then there's other viruses like you know, things that cause dengue, you never get immunity to. So we don't know what's going to happen. This probably is some immunity, but this is this is it. Like we need the, the, the smartest people in the room. We need to buy them some more time so they can check all this stuff out. And Well, uh, that's you, mate. Uh, and verify. I, no, oh, my God. No, if you, yeah, heaven forbid, we're relying on me. Oh, uh, well, to get put your freaking humility in the bin. We don't care about you. Yeah. You're the <laughs> smartest person in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, yeah. I hope that you get coronavirus, you're immune for two years. So that means in that two years, you can do things that everybody else can't do. You can go up to people, you can lick doorknobs, you can um, you could just you could be promiscuous, you could do also yeah, just life is normal, really. Life is normal. Yeah. Two, the things it, that Naz would do if he could do anything in the world. The first yeah, two things: yeah. go up to someone, lick like a doorknob. It's you know, oh look, the the, the the new normal we're all we're all aspiring to is uh, Naz's life back in Man. December twenty nineteen. I, I daydream about it. All those doorknobs. So my suggestion is: well, I'm asking you as a doctor. Mm. Um, do you, is it like how should we figure out a way to identify these people who are in the promised land? by tattooing mm. things to them. 
Like maybe saying, <laughs> just tattooing their expiry like, date. Like numbers? Yeah, like their, their expiry date <laughs> yeah, for the... That will, that, that will always go down well, yeah. Yeah, just mm. like uh, tattooing, yeah, like numbers and barcodes on people's arms. This is a positive like, barcode. It's a, po- it's a positive use-by date. If you have a use-by date that's in the future still, it means that you're safe. Mm. I can hug you. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? Th- this is this is the whole concept of like the immunity passport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we should have an immunity passport. Is this a real thing? Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's called an immunity passport. Is it like a, a phys- is it just an abstract idea or a physical passport? I, I don't know. You I, invented this. We could this just go to office and print one. Sh- like, it's not. A, it is absolutely possible. Uh, guys, we need to say copyright in this, in this right, chat copyright, right now. Copyright. 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 Yeah. Let's make these immunity passports. Well, let's get Kogan on board. <laughs> So hang on, Viom, what's the story? with? So people do think that there should be a thing that's an immunity passport. Well, look, so if there is such a thing as immunity to this and also you know, immunity meaning that you're not going to still catch it and pass it on to people and all the other kind of things, then, yeah, an immunity passport is one of the, the methods by which we can get society rolling again in terms of the economy and everything else. And, uh, and yeah, so mm. but, again, let's do the science first. All right, so you're a real doctor and you're, you, you know a lot about this coronavirus. So how do you interact with people now? When you're out, do you go out and about much? Oh. When I see people, I, I look at them like I'm looking at a rabid dog. So I just yeah. just mm-hmm. get away. But that's like, how uh, you've always been, just that's your <laughs> temperament. Is that, just, yeah, is that your personality? So do you, do, you, do you wear a mask when you're at the shops? No, you know what? So I actually don't wear a mask um, for for many reasons. Firstly, because whatever I need to understand is there's a huge shortage mm. of masks, and if you have access to a mask, it really should be going to where it's most needed, which is yeah. on the face of a healthcare worker or on the face of someone who's sick. Do you, Do you wear a mask in your practice as a magician? <laughs> uh, but like a no, ma- no, like a fancy one. <laughs> Well, look, look, you know, it's uh, it's obviously going to become just part of the zeitgeist. So when when these mass events uh, open up, and I'm back to my you know, usual thing of selling out three thousand you know seat of theaters, yeah, <laughs> I reckon I'll, I'll pop a mask on, and you know, it's got to get with the times. Um, when I meet people at the shops who want to engage in small talk, I observe the mm. one and a half to two meter rule. I keep getting confused, <laughs> but also what I do is I feel I don't know if I'm paranoid or what. But I don't face them directly. I try to like <laughs> face them at a forty-five degree. So I'm forty-five degrees to the left or right. And sometimes you speak to someone who's also similarly this cautious, and so they speak to you at the. So essentially, you're sort of like having a conversation half a foot to their left or right. You're sort of standing at a parallel. Is that how you have you been interacting with people like that? Is that just yeah, that actually feels, funny? Feels uh, normal. I'm I'm. So first, not only is it the first time I've heard that, I also feel like uh, so validated here because I've been doing the same thing. Um, I'm just kind of figuring that, you know, just with a projectile of how yeah. um, how droplets come out of the face. Don't you uh, think yeah. it's just so risky though because someone else could just stand like to the, <laughs> next to that person. All of a sudden you're having a conversation with someone you didn't want to be talking to. <laughs> Someone can hijack their way into a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also just quite worried that, like, if I stand off to the side but that person doesn't get it and they just turn and then they're front on and then you just start going in circles. Like, you're just creating this, like, yeah. COVID-19 vortex and, uh, no, no, you know, you get a superseded event. Vio, you need to uh, maintain the eye contact, though. So you look into the side oh. but you're sort of, your eyes, your eyes still meet. Unless your eyes can project. Side-eyeing them. Can you do your eye? Give them the side-eye. So it, in seriousness... Have you got like a utopian model for what we should do? 
Uh, yeah, my, my utopian model is exactly what we're doing now, which is socially distanced to the, to the maximal possible until we buy our scientists some time and some time to figure out this whole immunity thing, yeah. some time to figure out, and this is the, the really tricky one, which is to actually get a good estimate of how widespread this infection is. Yeah. It's this thing called a zero survey that yeah. like, so long story short, lots of complex maths yeah. and science. We buy them enough time. We have this really awesome testing regime. We have this, you know, it seems like we're going to have this big brother style phone app, which mm. is going to you know, kind of track us around with our consent, which is good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we just get ready. And uh, hopefully the, you know, the, the smart people are coming up with treatments and, and, and vaccines okay. and everything On that, else. And, so that sounds, oh, yeah. that sounds like a great part A to the solution. <laughs> part B, oh, Jesus. the scientists. Your utopian solution is only part of what Naz part, would do. No, no, I think he's, he's, he's certainly <laughs> nailed it. He's put the responsibilities on the community. But the second part of that that he mentioned, he lightly just walked past it, was a bit about scientists coming up with a vaccine. Mm. Now, if yeah. we can speed up their rate of discovery and work, we would mm. get to the vaccine faster. I have heard, and you're a doctor, so you can comment on this, I've heard that there is a pill kind of like the pill in Limitless, the movie, which <laughs> makes your brain operate faster. <laughs> Apparently it's a gateway drug to speed and ice. And it's prescribed for people with ADHD. People use it uh, when yeah. they go out partying. Mm, and mm. it's not a good one, but people use it in America for studying. They, um, it, it took, apparently Barack Obama used it. And it kept, Really? Yeah. There's like Damn. a Guardian article someone forwarded me. I haven't got my hands on any yet, but I feel mm. like they need to be using that. So you know what's funny? Uh, you're just showing how long you've been out of uni. There are pe- students in Australia like do- using it illicitly all the time. What's it called again? Oh, what is it? Oh, I wouldn't want to name it. And uh, it'd be very irresponsible of me. But, uh, <laughs> but we said, just, uh, is this something that the scientists should should we be? How do we help the scientists work faster? Do we need to be going there? <laughs> But he gives them like I just—it's really need on to them. Treat them like their kids. No, with no, 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 you know, the, the, the people that we haven't heard from are these scientists that are working on saving the world. Where are yeah. they? And how fast are they even working? Are they taking this seriously? They- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from a single scientist. Well, do you, do you, the reason we haven't heard from them is that they just—they are just busting their yeah. ass. I mean, that's what they want us to think. No, 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 no. These these people they're just they're so remarkably humble. They just shut up and just get shit done. Have you met like one? Have you met one? It's yeah, you know, yeah, I do, I do uh, can, come across them. Give, can you give me one of their on numbers? Twitter. Can you give me one of their numbers so that we could call them up and ask them what they're doing and what sort of breaks they're taking, and uh. Uh, <laughs> if there's anything we could do to help their spirits. Just, can I give uh, dude, some advice? They're not taking breaks. Do you know how I know? Like yeah. a lot of them are just a lot of them are. Just, the, just your the, Indians and Chinese and yeah, yeah. You know, they've been tiger parents. Oh my god, they've been working for this for their whole lives. The, right. the breaks are just like you know, piano practice and then back to it. It's just <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Don't you reckon, you like, apparently, like if you listen to Mozart and classical music, your brain also works faster. So, are they listening to that while they work? <laughs> I just want to know that they're giving it the, the, the no, best shot that they can. I hope can. they just no, I hope I hope they're listening to something far, far more inspiring. Just listen to yeah. I don't know, like Eminem or some shit. Yeah. So they're just. Uh, and I, I just yeah. I just hope that when they get home, straight to bed. You know, no getting on Facebook, wasting time, losing attention. Well, yeah. I think like if if they're smiling, you know, there's a loss of efficiency. <laughs> yeah. so. They're going to hear this and they're going to think to themselves. They're going to then they'll go back to the lab tomorrow and the following morning after they hear it on the way back home, and then they'll be like saying to everyone else, "Did you hear that Nazim no. on they, that podcast?" 
If they Are listen, we trying our best? If they listen to this, they already shouldn't be in the job because they're, they're not oh, working totally. hard enough. What a waste. Totally. This- it's, I mean, I heard, so I heard um, uh, Waleed Ali on your podcast. Oh, God. Um, and I was just like, let's just listen to it just before coming. I was like, so, well, let's just get a sense of what's coming. You just did the undiddable. Like, like you just, he sounded, I don't want to say unintelligent. But like, it's just like I dumped him down. Like, yeah, it was just like, I was like I was astounded. I was like I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get some tough questions. And this thing's a smart guy. I know nah, you're a smart guy. Incorrect. But mm. no, but when you guys were like, I don't know, into like your sixth minute of discussing what is Wagyu, and neither of you had Googled, I was like, they are committed to not being informed here. <laughs> this is, so. So God help us yeah. if the virologist yeah. and the immunologist and the infectious disease specialists are listening to this because yeah. we are 100%. In fact, oh, in fact you know what? The coronavirus should listen to this podcast. Maybe it wouldn't be so sneaky and conniving. <laughs> yeah, 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 dumb the virus down. That'll work. But can viruses listen to podcasts? I don't know. I don't know. We don't we'll know. wait for the research on that. It's another unknown thing about the coronavirus. Well, look, Dr. Viola Sharma, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, raising the uh, average IQ of the series. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, You're very welcome, man. Appreciate it. Um, hopefully Naz didn't dumb you down too hard. <laughs> <laughs>